Welcome to the Film Zone with Kent and Lucas. Okay, we just watched Rogue One, and <laughs> yeah, uh, right out of the gate, first thought. I, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess we could. I guess we could go spoiler free to start uh, initial uh, okay. impressions. Um, w- one thing that that stuck out immediately to me: no opening crawl. Yeah, that was that was weird, and it was right in your face that there was no opening crawl. There was, and there was no Star Wars title. Mm. There was no. It, it was delayed. Yeah, and there was no fanfare. Like there was, it was very subdued music to start it. Mm. And when they did show the title, all it said was Rogue One. Yeah, and it had different no- text to it as well. Right, and there was nothing about it being a Star Wars movie, mm. <clears throat> which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, the music at times was incredibly derivative of John Williams, mm. but overall it, it wasn't. You could yeah. you could definitely tell that this was a different composer. I don't really like the the music that was in this movie specifically. I, I don't know. It's just yeah. I think we're just used to John Williams, his style mm. and. It's so iconic and so tied with what Star Wars is to us. Mm. So to to hear something different, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Mm. I don't know, but it was okay. There were the, I wouldn't I wouldn't say there was anything wrong with the music. It was just a little off putting, maybe. It, it, yeah, that's in sounds, the beginning. That right, in the beginning, yeah. it just didn't feel like Star Wars right away. It definitely felt like it was on its own and not part of the main tr- main saga. Yeah, definitely. Films. Yeah, that's not even that's not even a question. That was, yeah, spot on. Um, one one thing that I I thought was really neat and cool, but this at is times spoiler free part, right? Really, yeah. Uh, something I thought was really neat and cool, but at times almost felt uh, too fan servicey was all of the nods to yeah, the there saga. were a lot of cameos. Yeah, cameos. More than expected. Yeah, cameos, in jokes, mm. Easter eggs spread throughout. I'm sure they said the main quotes that are said in every movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or at least start to. Like there was there was one scene where a character started to say a phrase and they shushed him. Mm. So that was that was kind of funny. Uh favorite character. Ooh. K2SO. That was my favorite character. Yeah, you, droid. St- you stole my answer. Well, so, uh, so Alan Tudyk? Tudyk? Alan Tudyk. Tudyk? Is that how you say his uh, name? I, I don't know. Yeah, Wash. Wash from Firefly. <laughs> he was the voice actor. And did he do the motion capture as well? I, I believe so. Right, so he was the motion capture and the voice for the new droid character, K2SO, who was a... Imperial droid? Yeah, that was reprogrammed. Mm. He was definitely the the comic relief, mm, just like C three PO. But but unlike C three PO, he was a badass. He wasn't annoying at all. <laughs> yeah, but I think every line that he had, uh, barring some things that he said at the end, almost every line that he had was a one liner. Mm. Uh, but He's it was very sarcastic. Yeah, but it wasn't annoying. Yeah, like I never felt annoyed by him. It, 
at all. It wasn't like an eighties movie. <laughs> it's like stick it around. Yeah, no, it was it was very um like holy crap. Like that was mm. clever and, and funny and well timed. It was really good. Um uh, let's see, some other favorite characters. I think my second favorite character would have been Chi Root, which was Donnie Yen's character, the yes. the force monk, I guess. Yeah. Well we'll talk more about him. Spe- specifically when we get to the spoiler yeah 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 spoiler yeah. review um and i don't i don't think i'm going to reveal anything that that's not already known from from trailers and everything else uh but speaking of badasses like this dude was a total ba he was yeah. he was pretty awesome um his and speaking of that too his buddy like his I don't want to say bodyguard, but kind of his his tank friend. His tank. He's pretty much a tank. (laughs) Uh, He was pretty awesome too, Mm. Uh, just in a totally different way. He's he's not the same type of character, but he was absolutely a BA. Yeah, I think his name was Baze Malbus. Yeah, it was definitely Baze. I don't remember the last part of his name. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, yeah, pretty cool. There's a lot of. Brand new characters. Um, all of them have a very different personality. They brought something else to the team. Mm. And it, it felt really cool. It actually, in a way, kind of reminded me of, of my old days of playing RPGs and yeah, trying yeah. to gather characters together that can interact and form a, you know, form a team, basically. And, party. Right, yeah, exactly. Form a party that uh, you know, brings diverse characters. And, and this, you know, it pulled it off. Yeah, you have your monk, well. your fighter, your... <laughs> I guess there's a lot of fighters, but um, yeah, you had your pilot, um, your mechanic, yeah, all all of that. So, yeah, pretty cool. So the the villain, I believe, it was Director Krennic. Director Krennic, yep. He he was he actually had quite a few layers. Uh, I I enjoyed seeing him. He was he had motives, obviously, and. I don't know. I just I just found him interesting. Yeah, he he was interesting to watch. He was a little bit different than what I had expected him to be, and uh, I don't want to get too much into him uh, because most of what I'm going to have to say about him, I think, is spoilery. Oh yeah, definitely. Um. Well, then you have Jen Urso herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was. She had a tragic childhood. We'll yeah, say definitely. that. And so she was raised away from her parents in a um, rebellious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and interesting to note, I don't think she said the line "I rebel." Yeah, in, yeah, in I think movie. that was taken out of the. Thing. There were there were a lot of lines and shots in the trailers that didn't make it into the final cut. Mm. Uh, so I think that's that was kind of interesting. I mean, I think most movies do that to a point, but this is like half of the footage from the yeah. trailers didn't end up in the, in the movie. Um, so definitely, definitely interesting to me. Um, I don't know, man, do you want to just dive into it? Go, go all spoiler. Yeah, watch the movie, uh, form your own opinions and yep. then come back here or, or you're awesome and you've already seen the movie and you can just continue, continue listening. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen it, Go see it, and then come back and, and finish this podcast. All right, man. Spoilers. Here we okay. go. So I, I want to start talking about 
Grand Moff Tarkin, or I guess General Tarkin in this movie? No, I it, he. I'm pretty sure he was Grand Moff. Uh, I, I looked him up after the fact, and he's actually credited as Grand Moff Tarkin. Uh, so, yeah, Grand Moff Tarkin. What a surprise. Yeah, it looked really real. Like, he was in a lot of the movie, a lot more than I think he should have been, but yeah. it felt right. No, it absolutely felt right, and I wasn't even sure that he was going to be in it. I thought that there would be a cameo. Yeah, I like, thought it was just going to be a name drop, but he was... Yeah, An he was character. absolutely, and oh my God, we have come a long, long way. The features now with CG, the the act. There was an actor playing him, but mm. they like CG'd over his face. Basically, mm. like we've seen some of this before, like with with uh, Tony's yeah Tron was probably the first one to do it. Uh, Tron Legacy, mm. uh, more recently. Uh, Tony Stark, yeah, in Civil War, aged down in Civil War, and then before him was was uh, the Ant Ant Man. Um, oh yeah, with Kurt, uh, uh, not Kirk Douglas. Uh, uh, the the character's name is Hank Pym, though. Yeah, Hank Pym. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on the actor's name. Uh, but yeah, so they've they've done that with with aging, mm. but this is a different actor that. Doesn't look a, a lot like Grand Moff Tarkin, mm. uh, but they, they CG'd over... Like, it looked scarily like yeah, was, the original actor. It was pretty freaky. Oh, I just realized all those movies that we listed have are owned by Disney. Yeah, well, of course. Disney pretty much owns everything now. Yeah. And <laughs> Google. So, also, being CG character was... Princess Leia, a very young one, at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, yeah. Let's let's save that. I want to I want to get to that here in a, here in a oh, little okay, bit. Okay, okay. So let, let's kind of go through. Let's kind of start at the beginning of the movie and just kind of go through, um, kind of recap it and then like hit our our thoughts as we go. So it, basically, it starts out what I thought was going to be a flashback somewhere in the movie. Mm-hmm. They actually just went ahead and and showed it all in order. So we start with Jin as a child, probably like mm. a, I don't know what, seven or eight year old. Yeah, that sounds about right. And so she's outside on this planet and she sees a shuttle fly over. So she mm. runs home and her parents are like frantically gathering belongings. Mm. And apparently they had a plan in place if they were ever found by the empire. And the plan was that uh, the mother and daughter so Jin and, and her mom would run away and hide, and uh, Galen Urso, the dad, mm. would help create the Death Star. Yeah, well, his his original intent, I think, was to refuse to do it mm. because he was he was an imperial scientist, he was a weapons designer, and they wanted him to to build the Death Star. Uh, we see in episode. Two, the end of episode two, mm, we see geniuses. the Death Star. Right, we see the Death Star plans. So pretty much ever since then, uh, certain people in the Empire, uh, Tarkin, to be specific, mm. uh, have been pushing to build this battle station, and they they kind of struggled because they, it's you know, a, the original design wasn't complete. So it's a big project, right? And they needed somebody that knew what was going on, a an engineer, scientist type. A person to, so. 
to complete it. Yeah, and Galen Urso was the perfect person because he was this like genius, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't go too much into right. So a lot of this, uh, yeah, I'm deriving a lot of this uh, just from. I guess the implications mm. there because they actually, they sought him out specifically. They'd been searching for years for this yeah, guy. He was hiding, making farm crops and <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so, so they come to get him and the ruse fails that mm. the family, that he didn't have a family. Uh, you know, he tried to play it off that his wife had died, uh, but mm. they already knew that that wasn't true. They had spies, I guess. Yeah. So they knew that he had a wife and a daughter and the wife shows herself, tries to kill Krennic. Mm. Stormtroopers shoot her down. Uh, While this Jin, is all happening, Jin is watching this seven-year-old girl. Yeah, she's hiding like behind some rocks or something, watching this happen. Yeah, some grass. Yeah, so she, when she sees this happen, she runs away into a, a hiding place. Mm. And, of course, they take Galen, and you know he's now... Working on the Death Star. Recruited, we'll say that. For like 15 years. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of work. Well, then Jen, the little girl, she's hiding in this hole. And the next day, I, I presume it was the next day. Yeah, it was daytime. Next day or day after, the um, her hiding place opens up. And we see that it's Saw Gerrera. Uh, a known character from Clone Wars. Right. The, the cartoon. Yeah, and I think this is the only true cartoon to screen um like crossover that that we've yeah not non-cameo this is like an actual character that's right. been from the, the the clone wars for unless, i think four episodes you know unless we count boba fett because boba no, fett originated in a cartoon in the holiday special <laughs> we, we <laughs> don't talk course, about that and of course he became a live action character starting with empire strikes back yeah um we, we don't want to talk about the Oh, we should holiday do special. we should do the holiday special for a future episode. That means I have to listen to Carrie Fisher sing again. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I really don't. I'm please. really looking forward to the the B Arthur and Art Carney scenes. Those were fantastic. <sighs> okay, fantastically okay. awful. Anyway, I, we're getting on track. Let's go back to Rogue One. <laughs> uh, so we fast forward to when Jen is an adult. Mm, she's in prison for whatever reason. She, I, I guess she would be in her early 20s because it's mentioned that it's 15 years later. Mm. And if she was like seven, seven or, so. or eight, probably. So she'd be, I would say, a little bit older than Luke and Leia. Like yeah, by like a couple two, of years. Two years or so? Yeah, two or three years is what I'm thinking. Mm. So she's in this prison. Uh, <laughs> Rebels come to save her later on in the movie. Uh during all this is going on, there's a ton of planets being introduced with a bunch of the Rogue One cast being introduced right. different places. Yeah, so one of the... Actually, probably the plot driver is that Galen Erso basically recruited a pilot, an Imperial pilot, that wanted to defect to the Rebellion mm. or that was sympathetic to the Rebellion anyway. He sort of like secretly recruited him to send a message to Saul Guerrero. His name was Bodhi. Bodhi, yeah, Bodhi Rook, I think was his name. Yeah. Um, so he, he ends up trying to go to Saul Guerrero and eventually gets there. Right. 
And the rebels learn about this. Now, Saw Gerrera is, he's a rebel, but he's more of like a... He's more of a terrorist. Yeah. Like yeah. I, he's like yeah. an offshoot faction. He's, he doesn't work with the Rebel Alliance. Mm. They're fighting for the same cause, but yeah, he's more of a terrorist than... Uh, like an official... Than like, yeah, yeah. it's not, not so much an insurgent force. It's just straight up terror. It's like guerrilla tactics and everything. Right. Um, so he he was interesting. Uh, Mon Mothma even said something about him not being. Uh, I think she used the word extremist. Yeah, I think yeah, I think she did, and and at times uh, being counter to their goals. Mm. Um, I think it's because he is so um, harsh with his tactics. Mm. In the in the film, you see. Uh, Saw Gerrera's forces attacking the city. And you really do feel like th- th- this isn't normal. This shouldn't be how the rebels attack. And right. it was it's really scary. And you see, yeah. you see a little girl crying. And it's, it's very non-heroic. Right, right. Uh, so Saw Gerrera actually raised Jin uh, for probably... Ten well, years? Yeah, probably years. something like that. It had been several years since she'd seen Saw Gerrera, and it turns out that during a battle, you know, he taught her to, how to fight and everything, mm. and during a battle, he told her to go hide somewhere, and then he, he left never her. came back. Uh, a savage. So, yeah, that'd be, it'd be interesting to read, like, in a novel or something like that, what, mm. that, like, what was actually happening to well, cause that. Well, he said that he was he was trying to get her to. People were finding out that she was the daughter of the the builder of a Death Star. For right, pretty much. Right, right, right. So he was trying to protect her, and this man's like almost not human because he's got so much cybernetic like yeah. enhancements and yeah. has to breathe like he's in a Mad Max movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's got one whole robotic leg and like a robotic foot, mm. and yeah, just he's, he's got a respirator. Yeah, attached <laughs> to him, it's very robust. Uh, yeah, and it's it's really interesting to see him in this older form because he's a he's just a young man in Clone Wars. Yeah, twenty years ago, from now. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So pretty cool. Um. Then uh, we're also introduced to Cassian. Was that his name? Cassian Andor? Yeah, that sounds right. He was the rebel spy. Yeah. He was like the espionage officer, I guess. And he was the one that that was going around getting information. And I believe it was him. I believe he was the one that discovered that Galen Erso's daughter... Uh, you know, was in, was in an, a prison somewhere, mm. and uh, that Galen had sent, uh, you know, the pilot sent Bodhi to, to to find Sagarera with a message. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the rebels went looking for Jin to bust her out of the prison, so that they could basically use her to get to Sagarera. Yeah, because Saw is a savage. <laughs> yeah. D- during this whole thing, you meet K two S O. And he's awesome. Yeah, he. Oh man, he is so sarcastic and just a total badass. Yeah, he is. He's pretty great. 
Um, so yeah, so they bust Jin out of prison, but she doesn't want to be rescued. Really, <laughs> she starts attacking the rebels and is running away. But when she runs out of the transport, you know that she was being, uh, you know, I don't Imprisoned know, move, in. yeah, I don't know if she was moving to a like a hard labor work site or something like that. That's kind of the impression that I got. I, I think it said something labor, like yeah, in the planet name. Right, like yeah, labor yeah, camp, like labor prison or something like that. Uh, as she was running out of here, after she kicked like four rebels' asses, <laughs> she was running out of the transport and then gets her ass beat by K2SO. He catches her like mm. mid-stride, like by the neck, and then power slams her to the floor. Yeah, this like nine-foot-tall droid. Yeah, yeah. Just... I think his line was, was, congratulations, you've been rescued. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Oh, so good. And she was just, you know, the wind knocked out of her on the ground. It was pretty good. Mm. So fast forward far into the movie when when they're on the planet where Sagarera's in and uh Jeddah. Yeah, Jeddah. Yeah. They go into this town where all the terrorist like stuff happens. Mm. Uh, during that whole thing, you get to meet Donnie Yin's character. Uh I was She root. Chiru and and his buddy, and he's kind of like a like a Jedi sort of guardian temple temple. Now uh, he okay, I forgot about this until just now. He was the keeper of the wills. Yeah, is what they said. Now for the not so uber Star Wars nerds out there, mm. the original Star Wars story that George Lucas wrote way back in the 70s the original title was uh some you know something star wars whatever mm. the journal of the wills oh i actually didn't know this so the wills were supposed to be kind of i imagined them sort of as like the watchers in the marvel universe mm. like just kind of the you know the the historians of the universe the ones that just watch and make sure that you know think you know like time doesn't implode or whatever mm. in the wills. I kind of saw something like that, but they were kind of the embodiment of the force is, is how I yeah the, the, took it. The city is built on a, on a Kyber crystal mine that the empire has been mining out to fuel the death star, which Kyber crystals are also what fuel fuel, uh, lightsabers. Right. And I believe that the, the city, like the the city center that they were were on, I think that was a Jedi temple. Mm. Um, obviously, that you know, no Jedi's left. Yeah, alive twenty years of that. people coming in there, making it their own home. Yeah, yeah. So Chirut was a uh, like a Force disciple or a Force mm. believer, you know, it, but he didn't have. He didn't have the force. Like, yeah, he couldn't move well, things I th- around. I think he had some some sensitivity, perhaps, but he didn't yeah. have any of the telekinesis or or any of that. So he's blind, and he was able to tell that Jin Jin, uh, she has a kyber crystal as a as a necklace, and he mm. noticed her in the crowd. It's like, oh, you there? Yeah. So maybe he's got a little bit of da- Daredevil power going on. Oh yeah, it kind of reminds me of Daredevil and Toph. From Avatar. Oh, I definitely thought Toph from Avatar: The Last Airbender. 
right at the beginning when he when he beat the asses of about 20 stormtroopers. Yeah, with just a stick. Like Yeah, just a stick. And he was being like shot at F. and like dodging the laser bolts. Not that using a bunch of stormtrooper bodies as shields. Yeah, I mean, not that stormtroopers would be able to shoot him anyway because they're terrible shots. But <laughs> uh, they, they seemed a little bit better in this movie. They than, did. They did than the others. Uh, but yeah, he he. Yeah, he he was um, quite skilled. Mm, quite and, skilled. And his buddy, he, he's he he shoots a ton of people, like twenty people, in just like five seconds. Yeah, and he shoots. Right past uh, Chi Root, mm. like I think a couple of his laser bolts just like within centimeters of the dude's head, you know. So obviously the guy is um, very uh, skilled, very skilled with with guns. He's pretty much a tank. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. So th- these guys they leave, they leave this place uh, and go to Sagrera, which is in the planet the same planet and they, they leave, they get captured by the, after the terrorist like tactics happen, the guerrilla tactics and they, they go to Sagrera's area hideout area. Mm. And while this is all happening, some of them are getting imprisoned. Uh, Jin is meeting up with Sagrera after five years, seeing the holocron that's showing the, the death star plans. And all of a sudden the death star comes up, Right to the planet, yeah, it comes out of hyperspace. Mm-hmm. So you, you look over the horizon of Jeddah, and you mm-hmm. can see like the upper half, I guess, of of the Death Star yeah, coming up over the horizon, moving up, and all of a sudden it blocks out the sun. <laughs> yeah, because of how huge it is. And then Grand Moff Tarkin tells uh, D- Director Krennic that they're going to shoot at the at the temple after mm. they were done mining it out. Yeah. And yeah. So they have the, the star destroyer and all of the shuttles and everything that were on the planet and all, I guess the stormtrooper um, brigade or whatever you want to mm. say, like they all, they all left yeah. just prior to this. Uh, now at the same time, uh, saw showed Jen, the recording that her father had made and mm. part of it was a message to Jen. And of course it was a very emotional thing, but more importantly to the story is that he revealed that he built into the death star a weakness. Yeah. And, I, I really enjoyed that. They put that in there because like, yeah. one of the biggest complaints or nitpicks for a new hope is that, Oh, the death star, it was, it has such a easy destruction function to it or whatever that the rebels were just able to shoot into this one area and it blows up. Right. And that was very much on purpose. So Galen Erso designed that flaw and hit it on purpose. He made a way for it to be destroyed fairly mm. easily. Um, you know, easy. You call that easy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it, that, that was on, that was very much on purpose by the designer and he tells this information to Jen. He says that the plans are kept on such and such planet. Mm. You just got to get the plans, and uh, I, you'll see how the did, weakness it works. Didn't the hologram have the plans, though, on it? No. I don't... See, I, don't, I, I, I thought it did. Either way, it got blown up with with the Death Star. Uh, so this was a very weak blast from the Death Star, shooting at the 
at the city. Right. It was only like, you know, one-tenth power or something like that. It was like a really large nuke. Yeah. yeah. Like really large. And its destruction towards the, the planet was huge. Like the, the Earth's, the, the planet's crust was going up. And yeah, they, they had to leave really quickly. And it was destructive and crazy. And Yeah. So all, pretty much all of the good guys escaped except for Saw Gerrera. That was the yeah, end of Saw Gerrera. He went down with the, with the ship. <laughs> yeah. Or, or the planet, I guess. Yeah, he went down with the planet. And yeah, so our, our good guys barely make it out of there. And uh, they, they, they go going to Yavin 4? Yavin 4, the rebel headquarters, where we see Mon, Moth, excuse me, Mon Mothma. Bail Organa. Bail Organa, General Dodonna. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much the, all of the inner circle of rebellion leadership were there. Yeah, the I guess aren't they called the Council Rebellion Council or something? Uh, yeah, something like that. It's like the Alliance. I think it was the Rebel Alliance Council. Yeah. So all all of the the main leadership. Uh, it was it was kind of neat. Mon Mothma was played by the same actress that played her in the prequels. Yeah, most of her scenes were deleted though. From the pre- yeah, especially um, in we, Revenge of the Sith. I think we only saw her in one scene. In it was the like prequels. a background character, right? But it was it was kind of neat to see that continuity. Bail Organa was played by Jimmy Smith again from the prequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty nice. Um, Hearing him talk about Alderaan in this movie kind of made me sad. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to go back to Alderaan uh, and prepare my people. Yeah, and then yeah. We, we all know what happens to Alderaan. <laughs> Right, yeah. So the, this takes place, I think, just mere days before Alderaan is yeah. destroyed. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. Um, trying to think of the other characters that we see in that scene. Anyone that does anyone come to come to mind to you that we see in Yavin Four? Well, initially, uh, I think we've said everyone, but when they're planning on leaving to go find Jin's father. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we end up seeing R2-D2 and C-3PO. Correct. Yeah, another surprise cameo. Not a super surprise. I kind of, like, okay, they got to throw them in here somewhere, mm. uh, which I wasn't expecting until the very end of the movie. This was right smack in the it middle. It could have done that in this movie. Right. Oh, absolutely. We'll, we'll get to the ending a little so, bit later. So, so a cameo we did miss talking about was on the Jetta there were two very familiar faces. <laughs> oh, yes. So Dr. Evazan and Ponda Baba, the two criminals that Luke encounters on... Uh, Mos Eisley. Yeah, in, in the Mos Eisley Cantina. Cantina scene. The one that said, uh, you know, uh, my friend doesn't like you. I don't like you either. We're wanted men. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. <laughs> You best watch yourself. <laughs> I'll be careful. You'll be dead. <laughs> uh, those characters. He pretty much tried to say that again. Yeah, they, j- j- just because he bumped into someone, they're not really happy people. Yeah, I think I think Jen bumped shoulders with them or something like that, and then he uh, he freaked out. Yeah, he said, "Oh man," he said almost exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Let's let's go watch it again real quick so that we can. Oh get yeah, this right. yeah. We'll, we'll do that again. <laughs> Three hours, guys? Yeah. No. Uh, but then after he says that line, uh, Ponda Baba 
or pa- yeah, Ponda Baba, whatever his name is, the the al- super alien looking guy mm. comes r- around the corner and is like, oh, check it out, cool cameo. <laughs> yeah, uh, so they they had to have gotten off the the ship and they probably they probably didn't even know it blew up. Honestly, the planet. Oh right, right, right. Or maybe they went to the cantina because they, because because they show up. Yeah, they show up in the cantina like the next day, probably. They were probably drinking away their their hopes. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh man, I drink after watching a planet blow up. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, uh, so then the rebels go to find Galen mm. after they. They basically get the mission assigned to them by Mon Mothma. So they go to the planet that the uh, the science team is on, the Imperial mm-hmm. Science Team, or whatever they're called. Yeah, Bodhi Rook t- leads them there. And it's very rainy. There's a lot of mountains. Mm-hmm. Not, not m- mountains, but like towered rock formations. Yeah, yeah. And they, they have to go through that. It was dangerous. And once they land, <laughs> uh, crash land, they they just go through and so yeah. basically they they land far like sort of far away from the actual base so that they're hidden uh unbeknownst to the other characters Cassian the basically the leader of this party the mm. the spy the espionage, espionage officer gets the order from the alliance to assassinate uh, Galen. Mm. Uh, you know, no one else knows that this is what's happening except for, well, Chirut kind of, he, he gets, gets that feeling. Yeah. He's like, that's, he has the like aura basically as someone <laughs> who's about to go kill somebody. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he, he uh, tries to kill him with a sniper rifle, but hesitates and decides that, that's not how he wants to do it. Yeah. Um, now, by this time, uh, the, they've lost contact with the Rebel Alliance. So the Rebel Alliance thinks the worst, and they send a squadron of X-Wings to mm. go attack the place. So during this time, uh, her director Krennic comes to face uh, Galen Erso and mm-hmm. his science team to want to ask who... Yeah, who was the traitor, basically... And they end up killing all the the science people, and yeah, even though that Galen admits to being the traitor, they don't kill him. They kill all the the, the rest of the science team. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Uh, but all of a sudden, the 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 rebels come in and start bombing this this base, and yeah. Director Krennic's freaking out. It's like get to your stations. Yeah. So chaos, chaos, chaos. Uh, Galen ends up dying. Krennic barely escapes with his life. Mm-hmm. Then the 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 rebels get away. Mm-hmm. And this is the second time Jin watched uh, one of her parents die, and this time he was in her arms. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to note too that Krennic was present for both. Yeah, so this is, this guy's really the the enemy of <laughs> the Ursos. Yeah, pretty much. Um. Yeah. So they they go back to the rebels, and they pretty much have a vote about mm-hmm. what to do. Do we attack the uh, the location of the the plans, mm-hmm. or you know basically declare all out war, or do we 
kind of let this one go by and, you know, bide our time, wait for something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, the council was split. The majority was towards not making an action, though. Right. So Mon Mothma, as the, the chancellor or the, the leader mm-hmm. of the Alliance Council, declared that we can't support this mission because without the full support of the council, we can't move forward with this. Even after Jin gives an impassioned speech about the Death Star and all of these hope. things. Yeah, and hope. It's all about yeah. hope. It's a new hope, guys. <laughs> yeah, so the rebels ultimately decide to not not do the mission, but she gets a sort of an underground following that mm-hmm. come to her and say, we want to do this mission anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, basically going against the So the rebelling... Against the rebels, right? Exactly. So for, for the right cause, it's a team of probably what twenty people in all. I, I think it was more like thirty. Yeah, there, maybe, there's a lot of maybe guys. thirty, maybe thirty. Yeah, and these were all like saboteurs mm-hmm. and assassins and spies. V- very and, stoic. Yeah, they were basically like a special ops team that, mm. that wanted to go with them, along with the, the band the of rebels. Cast. That yeah, the main cast. The the ones that are, that were thrown together at the beginning of the movie, uh, it was them and this team of like thirty commandos, probably. Yeah, and they said we're doing this anyway. So, so they go to that planet. They they take imperial ships that have been stolen beforehand. Right, and then they stole it again from the rebels <laughs> and got away and and went there. Uh, uh, they they make it to this planet, and this planet is surrounded by this shield. Kind of reminds me of Spaceballs. Oh, it's very much like Spaceballs, with the with with the one entrance into the planet, mm-hmm. and it had you could open and close the entrance. Like it was so much. It was like ninety percent exactly like Druidia. Yeah, on Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> like I like so much so that I'm sure that the code was one two three four five. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so so they make it to this planet. Uh, they they trick the the Imperial people that they're on their side. And they go in, and pre- pretty much they they start becoming they they start going into the bushes and stuff. Uh, yeah, well, they kind of split into two two parties. Yeah. it was Jin, Cassian, and K two So are disguised as Imperials and actually go into the facility to go, go find the Death Star plans, while the rest of the team, the commandos started doing commando stuff and mm. planting bombs all around the facility, uh, you know, basically preparing for battle. And meanwhile, the pilot, uh, Bodhi, mm. was, uh, he was basically just told to keep the engines running, right? Yeah, but he did and a for, lot more. Right, yeah, this yeah. He, this, this battle took half the movie, I think. Oh, it was... Or it was a long time. It, it was pretty good. Uh, so while they're doing all of this, the... All the... That was actually a little bit later. So during this, Krennic comes to the planet as well to find out uh, everything that... Uh, Galen has done. Ga- yeah, he wanted all of his communications and things like that. Unknowing that these rebels are on this planet. Yeah, and this planet is basically like the archives. This is like the Imperial archives. This is where the Death Star plans are. Right. Um, yeah, so the rebels set up this this big plant. So... 
they figure out that in order to get to the plans, they have to go through, I think K2 figured out that there's 89 stormtroopers that you have to mm. go through. And chances are you'll get 20% of the way there and die. I believe it was 30, <laughs> but you know. Yeah, so, yeah right. Who, who's counting, right? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> uh, he's just he's just a strategic droid or anything, right? <laughs> yeah, what, what does he know? <laughs> it was oh man, that character was so good. Uh, so Cassian orders the commandos to go ahead and and start their diversion because mm. that's basically what this was was a diversion. So explosions start going off everywhere, which it takes stormtroopers away from very warlike path. It felt if you've played Battlefront, it's a lot like that, but absolutely, like just very, very surreal and explosions happening everywhere. ATATs start coming out, right? Very new looking ATATs, like mm-hmm. they're, they're like a almost, lot more weaker. Yeah, almost like they're prototypes or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then so when this happens, the Rebel Alliance gets word that there's. You know, rebels attacking this base. Mm. And they end up deciding, yeah, let's go over here. We, yep. we need well, to it's happening anyway, so let's send the fleet. So they send this massive fleet of capital yeah. ships and fighters. It was a lot. It was a lot. And battle just starts going on, and, and a yeah, lot so, of space battles happen. Yeah, well, the, so a squadron of, of X-Wings get into the planet, like through the airlock. Yeah, they were closing before, it down. Yeah, before they close it. And it, it's interesting to note that one of the X-Wings that didn't make it was call sign Red 5. Which is what Luke Skywalker is in A New Hope. Right. So just a few weeks later, Red 5 mm-hmm. was re, redesignated to Luke Skywalker. That, that, that's an insane month to live in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, pretty pretty crazy. So a lot of stuff happens, like a lot of chaos and just action. You you need to watch the movie if if not for the story, but for this action. I think that's my favorite space battle. Period. It was pretty good. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. And yeah, it was really good. Uh, I always enjoyed Re- Return of the Jedi with the Death Star shooting at the the ships. Right. But th- this space battle was insane, and it introduced some some really cool ships, like the the Hammerhead. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's like a, the Hammerhead Corvette or something like that, which is basically like a, a battering ram ship mm. that they they crashed into a star destroyer and pushed it into another one. Yeah, it was kind of like a trireme, like in ancient warfare. Oh yes, yeah. It, it was really cool. Uh, it, yeah, it, it was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, pretty great. Um, so basically, what ends up happening. Uh, we'll leave out some of the details, but the, car- the the cast basically is one by one killed off. Yeah, most of them were actually explosions, which were very... I think that was done on purpose to not just shoot them in the face and right. scar children. Well, at the, at the <laughs> end, Cassian and Jen retrieve the Death Star plans. Mm. They figure out a way to transmit it to the Rebel fleet. During this whole thing, Krennic is on top, and he ends up getting shot after his evil villain speak speech, <laughs> and yeah. he, he gets shot. He he's dead for the most part, I think. I, yeah, I can't well, I don't he think he got back up. Yeah, not. he got back up right right at right at the end. Um, but 
they they get the plans out to one of the uh, one of the calamari ships. Mm. Those and, are the guys. It's like it's a trap. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Admiral Akbar type characters. <laughs> Uh, but this definitely wasn't Admiral Akbar. Yeah. This was a different different guy. It was like Admiral. Uh, I think it started with a T. Something. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I can't remember his name. <clears throat> so anyway, they they get the plans out, and then the Death Star shoots the, at the planet and destroys the base and probably yeah. a good deal of the planet. So all of the everybody that was on the surface was killed, to include Jin and Cassian and everyone. Not, not to mention all the stormtroopers that were even on the. The plan. They, they they destroyed this thing as quickly as they could. Right. Tarkin the, is a savage. Yes. He he doesn't care. He destroys planets for fun. Yeah. No Fs given. Tarkin has no Fs. So during the, all this, <laughs> Tar- Tarkin and Lord Vader is coming. Yeah. So Tarkin Tarkin takes care of the planet with the Death Star. He destroys mm. the planet. Meanwhile, the rebel ships, they now have the plans. Mission success, right? They're... They say jump to hyperspace, but just as they start their their jump, mm. a few ships escape, but then a massive star destroyer comes out of hyperspace right in front of them. So several ships crash into it and explode, and then all hell breaks loose, and all basically all of the remaining rebel fleet was destroyed, dis- except for <laughs> except for the ship that received. The Death Star plans. The, the Calamari ship. Right, which at this point is the only remaining copy of the Death Star plans because they destroyed the archives with the Death mm-hmm. Star. So Vader wanted the plans. So he he takes a landing party onto the Mon Cal ship. Mm-hmm. And the <laughs> there was a, a small group of... Um, Rebels. Yeah, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Alder Alderanian, I guess. Rebels. Mm. You you can tell by their distinctive uniforms and and helmets. Yeah. Uh, they they download the plans onto a disc, and are racing to their cruiser. That's mm. that's like basically in the uh, like in the the bay, I guess, of the of this Moncal yeah, ship. Yeah. And, Much smaller ship. Right, but before they can escape. Somebody shows up. So throughout this entire movie, the forces talked about as this far distant mystical thing. All of a sudden, Darth Vader shows up in in the shadows and he reveals himself with breathing. And then you see a lightsaber glow. And yeah. And this here is the, he comes. This is the only time in the entire movie that we see a lightsaber. And it's yeah. like two hours and something into the movie. This, this scene was terrifying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Vader starts beating ass. Th- this was like a hallway, and there was this slightly open door. They're trying to come in. There's people banging on the door on the glass, and like, help us, help us, let us out, let th- us out. These guys have the plans. So this is how close the the plans are to Vader and the Empire just winning, and none of the events in the original trilogy could happen. And Vader slicing fools, choking people, using the force, just destroying Throwing everything. people. Yeah, he, he, he threw a guy at the ceiling. And, like, this was full on the force unleashed. If you ever played mm. that video game, this is the force unleashed right here. Yeah, he even, like, forces everyone's guns to go away. 
and he's just slicing people. Everyone's terrified. No, no one can get this guy. Everyone's shot at him. He's deflecting everything. Bullets going back. Yeah, the guy that that's holding the plans is at the door, and there's only about a maybe a half a foot gap that the door is open, and he's mm. trying like crazy to get this door open. And one of the one of the other rebels on, on the, the other side of the door comes, and he's trying to get the door open. And meanwhile, Vader is getting closer and closer. Mm. And just During mowing thing, down. You hear his breathing. Yes. Which is just and terrifying. Louder and oh my God. It was intense. And just right at the last second, right before he gets chopped down, mm. he hands the plans through the door. And and the other guy, he runs away with it just as the uh like the ship is detaching from mm. from the Moncal ship. See, and it's the once he gets the plans, it's not over. Darth Vader, he gets through the door and he's slicing people. He's running past people that are dying. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that's right. And then he's like the guy that was carrying the plans, like tripped and fell, and somebody had to pick it up and run with it. Yeah. It really makes you appreciate how insane it was for the Death Star to even be destroyed. Like this. There was lots of heroics, and yeah. so many things could have gone wrong at at any point. Uh, so they they just barely, 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 barely escape with the plans, mm. and they, they, they gave it to the a very ship, familiar the ship. Yeah, the ship that that escapes is the Tantive Four. The ship that we see, the very first thing that we see in the original Star Wars movie, Princess Leia's ship. Right. So. Somebody runs up to Princess Leia and says, here are the plans that we intercepted. Mm. And Princess Leia turns around, and it's like a CG restored Carrie Fisher from Mm. 1977. I'm pretty sure Carrie Fisher did speak in this part. Yeah, but she only said one thing, though. Like hope or whatever. Yeah, and I don't remember the... Because he asked a question, like, what, what's the, uh, you know, what, what's, what, what are we going for here? Some, I don't remember what she, or what they said, but then, she, mm. but her answer was hope. She looked a little bit weird, like her CGI, like, yeah, Randolph looked sort of weird, but not really. Like he was very impressive. Yeah, Carrie Fisher looked. Uh, oh, something about her eyes was kind of weird. Yeah, and I thought her smile was a little <laughs> too like is kind of creepy looking. It's like Hillary Clinton's smile. It's really <laughs> creepy. Okay, away from that. Uh, yeah, no, but but this movie it ended almost exactly where A New Hope begins because yeah. the the rebels are starting to uh, move to their positions in the hall to to fight if need be, mm. and. You know, this is, I guarantee this is exactly the Star Destroyer pursuing mm. the ship and shooting at it. See, they had a bit of a head start because Darth Vader was on their ship, the the Rebel ship. He had to get back to the Star Destroyer so they can get chase after him. I meant after them. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's just where the movie ends. Yeah, yeah. It was, Wow. It was good. It was so good. I want to go watch it again. Let's go watch it again mm. tomorrow. We might do that. I don't know. Honestly, the I, I enjoyed the second half a lot. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, the beach planet. I, I need to remember the. I need to know the name of the planet, so I can. <laughs> I, you know, another reason that I want to watch this again is to catch Easter eggs that we missed. Oh, yeah. Um, there was so we already talked about some of them. There was a species in the Alliance Council that was like furry and had like this, you know, kind of a, like a long mustache or whatever. Mm. That I'm pretty sure was supposed to be Bothans. If you don't know, Bothans are the the species that ended up getting the plans for the second Death Star mm-hmm. before many Bothans died. Yeah, and before Return of the Jedi, which I guess didn't have. That greater scientist, they killed them all. So <laughs> that's right. why there's a much bigger gap for them to destroy. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I feel like that was that was just one one of many Easter eggs. Like if those if that species was it actually intended to be Bothans, that's kind of a that's a deep like a, that's a deep cut. Mm-hmm. So if my theory is correct, and those are in fact Bothans, that just tells me that there is probably hundreds of Easter eggs that we missed. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, one of them, one of the Easter eggs is toward the end of the movie. Someone shouts out for General Sindola. So if you don't know, General Sindola is the name of Hera Sindola, which is a character from Rebels. Right. And. We don't actually see her. We don't see any any Twi'leks mm. in this. Well, actually, I think there was a, a, there's there's a, a hologram, hologram, a hologram of a Twi'lek, uh, which is the the species with the like tails that that come out of their head. Yeah, um, they're pretty much used for dancing for the most part. <laughs> that's that's really their purpose, honestly. Oh my gosh, that's so racist. That's so galactically racist. Yeah, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, pretty much. Yeah, except for Hera, apparently. Yeah, well, she's she's different. She's a rebel, right? <laughs> she rebels. I rebel. <laughs> she rebelled from her dancing career. That's what it was. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so final thoughts on the movie. Uh, yeah, de- definitely a way thumbs up. Mm. I I enjoyed this. Well, I mean, it's Star Wars. I mean, there's very little Star Wars that that I wouldn't enjoy. But I enjoyed this for the characters, the story, the the cool little fan service connections. Mm. Um, it was just under that line of being annoyingly fan servicey. Yeah, yeah, a little uh, bit. But it, it got right up to the line, I think. But I really enjoyed it. And as you said, that final battle. It alone is worth the price of admission. If I had any complaints about it, I felt like the the movie was a little bit disorganized with some of the, especially at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it was kind of all over the place, trying to get all of the characters in situations like introduced. Yeah, yeah <laughs> basically, basically. <laughs> um, no, but I, I really enjoyed it, especially the the second half. Uh, Darth Vader alone is cool, and yeah, I think. When we see this a second time, because that's almost for sure going to happen, mm. uh, I think I might want to go see the 2D version. Yeah, it, 3D. Uh, it makes the the screen darker. Yeah, and and there there wasn't any real significant moments to me that that made the 3D worth it. Yeah, no, either we've been we've been so used to 3D that we can't really see it anymore, or well, it just I, wasn't 
meant for yeah, 3D. Yeah, when we saw, uh, what was it, Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange was worth seeing in 3D. Yeah, There's definitely. There's some really cool 3D. Uh, this movie, it wasn't that much of an enhancement. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I recommend everyone go see the 2D version. Uh, it's probably, probably be- with the lighting and everything, it'll probably mm. be a better better view. Um, yeah. So that's that's it. That is our episode on Rogue One. Yep. Uh, I I enjoyed it. it was... If if you disagree with our thoughts on on this, you can hit us up on Twitter mm. at FilmZone. Uh, it's it's been a while since we've done minute. an episode. Yeah, this is we've kind of been on on um, unintentional hiatus for a while. Uh, meanwhile, where where are you at on on Twitter? So on Twitter, you can find me at Movie Man Lucas, uh, all one word, of course. Uh, yeah, and I am at rm underscore del noche. This podcast Twitter is at filmzonecast. So yeah, hit us up on there. Let us know what you think. And uh, we'll see you next time. Okay, see ya. Find more of this and our other great shows at ritualmisery.com. Thanks for listening. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs)